Twilight dildo, presumably meant to be modeled after Edward Cullard dog, <laughs> sparkles and stays cold if you put it in a freezer for that special fucked by the undead feeling. <laughs> Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Kelly, and this is a Court of Theories podcast, where we deep dive all things Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City. This podcast contains spoilers. Also, what website are you even on? Is this um, Love Honey or... No, what? I literally just Googled it, but and this is on DangerousMinds.net. I don't know even what this is, but this isn't the actual product page. Let me... This is very appropriate for my Jelly Jubilee shirt that there I have on, like... Just look at Buncey's uh, literal this, rabbit um, dildo sticker. I've never I'm sorry, what Tantus uh, never okay. never been here before. I've never been TantusInc.com, founded on the belief in the right to a healthy sex life. All about the healthy sex life thing, but not trying to fuck the undead. Hey, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to yuck on somebody else's yum. Okay, you really shouldn't. I've read a lot of weird things out there, like smut. Ice Planet Barbarians. Yeah, there's um, there's models out of that too. Yeah. What Ruby Dixon? Let me let me just find this for you. What what's so special? Like, what was special about their penis? Was they there- had a spur. Oh right, that's what they it was. Had bridges and a spur. Uh, Ruby was like, you know what? I know what the bitches want. Right. That and she's got a post, and she was like, and it's literally a picture of a dildo. She's like, I think someone's been reading my books. Let me find- maybe. <laughs> Let me find it because it's old. Is St. Louis an hour ahead of us? No. They are on our same time. Are you sure? Positive. We're all on Central. Okay. Are you positive? When, po- you, go, when you go ahead Louisville of us. Louisville is not. Right. You guys going to say you go East to be on Eastern, but when you go West, you're still on Central. I just never know. It throws me off because I'm like, Nashville is on our time, but Knoxville is. Anyways. um, Part of our state is on our time and part say, of it's not. We're barely... Like, we're, like, the only part of Indiana that's it's not. It's us and then right up by Chicago. Yeah. Little tiny. We're the only ones. But that's why I get so confused. I'm like, so what is and what isn't? Um, okay. So they are on the same time. So the doors open for this at 630. And from my house to there is two hours and 56 minutes. So three hours. Holy shit. It is. Okay. To this Ridge Room event space. We're going to Webster Groves, Missouri. Ridge. The Ridge Room? Yeah. You said I, it. I didn't name it. I'm not Mr. Ridge naming a room after my... Is this just a dick episode? Yeah. I mean, the dildo dick episode. Um, You read the first book, right? Twilight? Ice Planet Barbarians? Oh, yes. Uh, I just haven't read past the first one. Okay. But you liked it? Yeah. Okay. It was a palate cleanser, remember? Yes. My boss hates that I say that. It is what it is, baby. Everyone everyone laughs about it. You Okay, she also wrote The Half-Orc's Maiden Bride. I've seen that. I think it's part of another series, but that's the only one I've read. I went into it like, whatever. It is adorable, and I loved it, and I've really been thinking about reading it again. So if you want to get on on that, I think you should do it. I do. You want to buddy read it? Yeah, because I actually loved it. Actually, has a couple parts where I laughed out loud. Like it's oh, I like those. Yeah, it was very cute. Yeah, let's buddy read that. 
Okay, so this says this is a post that she made 256 weeks ago. 256 weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And it says, well, this is scarily accurate. You think whoever made this has read my books? There you go. Why are you so flabbergasted? Looks like an animal from under the sea. Yeah. Also, I do the blue color. That is a nice color. <laughs> the blue orchid event design. She says, I imagined it bigger, to be honest. You know, I love it. What's the April book going to be? The Sins on Their Bones. Never For heard of who? it. Alcrate? It's got guns on the front. What is happening? Queer Jewish dark fantasy. Is that a man? You're like, ew, men. I mean, he's... Okay. What? What are you saying? Dmitry Alexiev used to be the Tsar of Novo Svitsevo. Now he is merely a broken man languishing in exile after losing a devastating civil war instigated by his estranged husband, Alexei Balakin, and hiding with what remains of his court, Dmitry and his spymaster, Vasily Sokolov, engineer a dangerous ruse. Vasily will sneak into Alexei's court under a false identity to gather information, paving the way for the usurper's downfall. I hate the word usurp. Well, well, you know, I struggle with it, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dimitri finds a way to kill him for good. But stopping Alexei is not so easy as plotting to kill an ordinary man. I know that they're like gay, but they're still men. They're Russian men, right? I'm really not sure what's here. Those were just giving me very Russian czar names. Seems that way. Historical romance. Is there any paranormal aspects to it, or is it just... Let me see the genres. Fantasy, adult, queer, Jewish, LGBT, romance, historical, historical fantasy, science fiction, fantasy, fiction. So, what is sci-fi fantasy about it? There's skulls on the cover. And guns. Oh! Well, those are both real things (laughs) that exist. Oh, what? But stopping Alexei is not so easy as plotting to kill an ordinary man. Through a perversion of the Ludaism religion that he terms the holy science, Alexei has died and resurrected himself in an immortal, indestructible body and now claims he is guided by the voice of God himself. Able to summon forth creatures from the realm of demons, he seeks to build an army, turning Novo Svetsevo into the greatest empire that history has ever seen. So- Dimitri is determined not to let Alexei corrupt his country, but saving Novos Fitsevo is and its people will mean forfeiting his soul of the husband he can't bring himself to forsake or the spymaster he's come to love. Okay, that I mean I'm not mad. I mean they are two they're two white men. Just by the sound of You've already lost me. Like the gay aspect, I'm here for it. But men? But Gay men? Do they have to be men? Men? Gay or not? Men? Sorry to all the... Have you seen the... The, um... Fairy Lou? April... Oh, this is the Romanticy. April Romanticy book pick guess. Lore of the Wilds. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I have that pre-ordered on Amazon, and I'm... Actually, I might cancel... (laughs) My Amazon pre-order and order through Blackwell's because the UK edition cover is prettier. Oh, really? Yeah. People are like, this 
looks very YA, is it not? Um, it's NA. She, the author, has it as NA. I've been following her for a while, so I've been like, I'm anticipating the. It says the streets are saying there's only one spicy scene. How is that considered spicy? Be so for real, fairy loot. Well, spice is spice, regardless of how many peppers. This says so. This has a February release in the U.S. It's weird. Yeah, it's a February release, and then it's... it says mid March in the U.K. Yeah. What's up with that? I'm sure it has something to do with just like the publishing of it. Do I want to cancel my U.S. edition? But I definitely want the U.K. edition because it's prettier. The art's the same, but there's gold foil accents, and then the title is gold. The spine text is gold foil, where the U.S. edition, it's just, I think it's like holographic or something. I mean, the U.S. edition is still pretty, but... If I have to pee at, have they said anything about the romanticy waitlist? Not that I know of. Have you read these Magnolia Parks books? The, the what? Magnolia Parks. I've seen some people say that these are amazing and other people be like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Oh, no. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I have no idea what that is. There's like a bunch of them. Oh, it looks completely different in the US. I would not pick this up. I thought it was... No, never mind. It's a contemporary romance. Nope. No, thank you. Oh, no. Can't be us. Used nah. to be you. Not anymore. Used to be me. Now I'm like, ew. Yeah. Ew. Human men? Gross. Ew, gross. No wings. No wingspans. No spurs. No ridges. Get out. Get gross. He's got a human body temperature. Disgusting. Yuck. Not a frozen dick. Give like... me undead or give me death. Yeah. When I'm on my deathbed, my biggest regret will have being spent this much time reading Therian's POV. I refuse to believe that this book was written by the same person that dreamt up KOA and Akamath. Facts. The fact that this is the same author that wrote Throne of Glass is really debatable. Go on, girl. Give us nothing. Hunt literally can't wear underwear because his dick is too big. Like 20 exclamation or 20 question marks. The harder you rise, the harder you fall. Sarah J. Mass wrote her own kill switch to the Massverse and activated it when this was published. <laughs> this is, oh, wow. No one died again. Hunt said he hated Bryce, and honestly, so do I. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I would have had a better time going through the right. I don't even want to talk about it. I would have had a better time going through the right. <laughs> it's... Oh. burped a little bit <sighs> yep did the real copy get lost in the mail it had to have sjm fangirl theoried her own books too hard and forgot to actually craft a compelling story tower of dawn was better than this yes it was because tower of dawn is not a bad book yeah tower of dawn are just is, bastards yeah. yeah i'm an sjm sympathizer until the day i die i have a throne of glass tattoo on my arm but this book was bad i am completely baffled at the writing here the extra star is for the Otter cameo. Uh, <laughs> Ethan peaked in high school. Ethan peaked The biggest in high fumble school. in literary history. Truly. I can't believe I waited two years for this. I was, it was so underwhelming and literally 800 pages of filler chapters. I missed the old SJM. Maybe the real Mass First crossover was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> so anyways, this girl was like... <laughs> this Someone, of course... Am I the only one who actually loved this book? Yeah. And this girl's like, I loved it too. Too many people want it to be T.O.G. or Akatar when it's its own series. Of course it's going to be different. So I was like, 
Okay, that's when you had to put the phone I down I and you had to walk I away. I just said, I disagree. Cece was my favorite series. Hofast is a mess. It reads nothing like the first two. She set up so many things and ab- absolutely sabotaged everything. Yep. And this other girl's right. When I was reading it, I'm like, is she trying to make it bad on purpose for some reason or... Right. Anyways, I had, um, I had sympathizers. Oh, I was just like, so no, one... I'm sorry. I'm just so sick of people being like, it's not an Agatar book. No fucking shit. It's, it's not also... an Agatar book. It's also fucking terrible. Yeah, like it, two that... things can be true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're literally spitting facts and it's not supposed to be an Agatar book. It was supposed to be the third Crescent City book and it was a dumpster fire. House of dumpster night. fire and bullshit. Oh, God. Have you ever read a Christina Lauren book? Or do does anyone actually read those? Or I did. I read some the Unhoneymooners or something. Oh, that was one of theirs? I think so. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Where, like, the girl's twin sister gets... The sure. entire wedding gets food poisoning. And only her and her new husband's friend that she hates didn't get sick, so they take the honeymoon together. And fall in love, of course. Nuh-uh, they didn't fall in love. Yeah. You're like, of course, he's loved her for years. It was just a misunderstanding. I really like Emily Henry, but she's got that new book coming out. I like Emily Henry. I, like, I don't read romance anymore at all, but I do like her, and I met her, and she's a great person, so I'm like, she's I'm going to keep, I don't matter order it. I'm going to keep buying her books and stuff, but I'm just like, no. am I even going to enjoy it? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. If there's no sword play in it. Did you, <laughs> no, there's not. Did you read the uh, book club book Mm-mm. unhinged not yet it's fucking weird as hell of course but anyways didn't you say it was like 73 pages yeah anyways yeah tell everybody how you fell in a ditch <laughs> i fell drove your car into a ditch uh, i drove my car into a ditch <laughs> i don't care <laughs> i love it um well just to start out i'm fine oh <laughs> uh, yeah she's fine the wagon fine god I- I literally said, don't hurt the wagon. That's all. I'm screaming at these men on this road. (laughs) My husband included. And I'm like, don't hurt the wagon. Casey was like, if you turn the steering wheel the way that I tell you to turn the steering wheel, we will not hurt the wagon. I'm like, don't hurt the wagon. That's all I just kept saying. Um, so yeah, so I, it, uh, we just got blasted with a fucking (laughs) snowstorm. Like, yeah, not way worse than we thought it was going to be. And, uh, I'm just casually driving like 18 to 20 miles per hour going one being stupid, both hands on the wheel. Actually, I was even in the middle of the road. Then I wasn't (laughs) next thing I know I am in this ditch, um, on the phone with my mother who number one did not ask me if I was okay. (laughs) I mean, maybe context clues filled her in, but I don't know. Otherwise our social, our social skills were way off. Thanks. Um, and yeah, so my husband was behind me, like not behind me, behind me, but about 20 minutes behind me on the road. And uh, I called him and I said, I'm in a ditch, but not that bad. It's not that bad. It's a little ditch. I'm fine. I'm about two miles away from home. I'm okay. Yeah, it was way worse than I thought it was. I mean, I was a little more than cockeyed whenever I was sitting in this car. <laughs> People just driving past me, staring. I'm like, were you guys trying to see if I was dead? What? What? What was the stare? It's like in movies whenever somebody. No, you would have been doing the same shit. I. You would have. But not like theirs was a aggressive. Okay, I felt 
I felt targeted. Okay. Only one vehicle stopped to see if I was okay, if I needed help. Everybody else went around me. So that was great. Um, and apparently my back tire was completely off of the road. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm barely in it. It's fine. Couldn't get myself out. Casey tried to pull me out backwards. That didn't work. I don't have anything on the front to pull me. So then he had to wrap it around my like tire, <laughs> like the fucking tire axle or whatever. And somehow that worked pulling me forward. But I've never been in a ditch before. Ever. I, I am 31 years old and I have never slid into a ditch. Um, well, I don't like it, so I don't think anyone does, but, <laughs> and then there was this one car that went around me that was like, he definitely was going way too fast for the, this road. I'm like, for, I know for a fact that there were two other cars off the road, probably be like a mile span behind me at least. And then he's like, homeboy's acting like he's on the speedway. Well, homie ended up completely sideways down in a full-on crevice, like the side of his car. His car was completely sideways. The top driver's side of his door was flush with the, like, top of the ditch. Oh, my gosh. In less than two weeks, we're going to go see Danielle Jensen. Woohoo! And I'm very excited. She has this whole, uh, like, different videos and stuff on her Instagram showing the difference between the UK and the U S versions of, um, a fate inked in blood. And so the U S version has the foil edges and a very like luxe glossy dust jacket. And then the underneath is embossed with the Viking shield symbol. And then the UK version has the matte, um, dust jacket, just blue sprayed edges. But then underneath is like, foil blue foiled viking symbols and so i was like oh why couldn't we have had foiled edges foiled cover and then a luxe cover like what i was planning on buying one there to have her sign but i'm like just to like to support the bookstore. oh yeah i think i have will it be like fancy and cute or no oh yeah i mean it should be the Sprayed edge because the first run of them will be the um, foiled edges. So it should be. I have one there to pick up. And then, I mean, I just have it pre-ordered on Amazon. And then she had a book plate incentive that I did before I even, like, realized that she was literally going to be in St. Louis for a tour. I love me a good book plate. Have you read all of her books in that? No, just the first two. Okay. I was going to start the third one, but it's not. It's a different character. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. Sure. So I haven't started it. I started reading the second book in the Serpent Wings of Night because I oh, haven't read it yet. I haven't read that one either. So I started that. Yes. I'm also going to start Twilight. Because you're depressed. Depressed and you need... But the audiobook on Twilight is fucking terrible. Is it? Because I like... She never got to like re-record it? Yeah, it's not good. I don't like the whatever. But anyways... Who is the narrator? I don't know. It's old. I've been trying to like... I can't believe she Not isn't. be listening to a bunch of different books at once. So I'm like, okay... If I can have one that I can listen to in the car and then I can pick it up at home and go back and forth, like, right. perfect. But I started listening to it and I'm like, I hate this. No offense, Ileana Kadushin. So I got some couple things for today. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. So, I mean, you know that I, like, am all about the threads tea and it bleeds over into Bookstagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. So first things first, 
This is the City Owl Press and Carissa Weeks Valentine's Day scandal. Carissa Weeks is the author of the Witch Collector series. There's been like a couple essays around. I've seen these. Yeah, it's very popular. I have not read it yet. It's on my TBR. Mine too. And it has great reviews. People love it. So it's an unfinished series. Okay. Okay. So, um, Owl City. Owl City. Rack City. Rack, rack, City. rack City, bitch. Uh, 10,000 fire. 10, 10, 10, 20s on the 20s, bitch. <laughs> I, was, I was doing the 10 million fireflies. You wouldn't believe your eyes. 10, 10 million. Thou- it's thousand. Is it? I thought 10, it was. Is it? I don't oh, know. no. Oh, I don't know. Please. It's lame either way. <laughs> Did you know that Enchanted by yes, Taylor Swift is written yes. about that man? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. He wrote a... Um, like an echo song for it. Like he wrote a reply song for enchanted. Now I'm, is it it's literally, million? I was enchanted. It is 10 million. Damn. Ha <laughs> Sucka. Just sounded so wrong coming out of your mouth. 10 mil. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of things that sound wrong coming out of my mouth. With 10 million. You gotta do. Like- I think that's what it was. That's what was throwing me off. With 10 million fireflies. It <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Anyways, um, <laughs> who would call themselves City Owl Press and not be confused for 10 million fireflies? I don't know. That's true. Uh, they did that to themselves. They did. Also, their logo of this owl, it, it's terrible. It looks like that it has a dragon. Dragon tails, dragon tails. Anyways, I can make fun of them all I want because they're fucks. So they made this post on Valentine's Day. Okay, and I'm going to read you the original post that they put up on their on their book of faces. Okay. Okay. City Owl Press is saddened to announce that Carissa Weeks sequel book books in the Witch Walker series Kingdom of the Forgotten book four and a God's War book five are currently on hold. The original release date for Kingdom of the Forgotten book four was scheduled for November 2023. Unfortunately, Miss Weeks was unable to complete the book in time for the November release date and asked for an extension. This book was then canceled and rescheduled to be released in January of 2024. Miss Weeks continued to work with our editorial team on the production of the book, but again was unable to complete the work by the new deadline. City Owl Press once again granted an extension, rescheduling the book to be released in March of 2024. Miss Weeks has since informed us that she is unable to complete the projects at this time due to health reasons. As the well-being of our authors is of utmost importance and concern to City Owl Press, we are placing an indefinite pause on the sequels in the Witchwalker series. City Owl Press knows this comes as disappointing news to fans of the Witchwalker series and will continue to keep readers updated on the latest news regarding the books. Press release available on our website. Okay. They shit all over her. They did not tag her in this. She was... Isn't she the one that's been, like, fighting forever trying to get the rights back to her shit? She... Or someone else has been fighting with City Owl Press for trying yes, to get the so rights to their Yes, so there's, don't worry, there's, okay. there's, but wait, there's more. Great. <laughs> As seen on TV. So they have since updated their post from that. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not going to read it. Because it it's still Shitty. shitting on her, but a little less direct. And they have shut off all of the comments. Love it. 
But and I put like the pussies that they are. Like <laughs> you want to come out here and you want to shit on an author who is having legitimate health concerns, health things coming up, and you you literally just aired that author's laundry all over Facebook. So, like I said, they never tagged Carissa in the post. And to be honest, she was seemingly unaware of it at the time. Mm. She posted a Valentine's Day giveaway on her Instagram. A, probably a few hours later, I don't have like actual timestamp timestamps like on 214 at whatever yeah. time. And then the next day, so on 2.15, she posted, it's a picture of two chocolate-covered strawberries. And it says, hey, all, like that, you know, was given to her on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And it says, hey, all, I wanted to make a statement today or tomorrow regarding kingdom. In the meantime, know that I love you all and I'm okay. And then that is on the photo. And then the caption is, hey, all, I fucking love each and every one of you. I can't get to every message being sent my way, but know that I'm okay. And I'll make a statement today or tomorrow. I just wanted to be writing stories for my readers. That's it. That's my calling. And it makes me happy. Thank you for your support and being willing to carry me through any fire. I'm endlessly grateful. I have not seen an update from her. I have been seen on threads. Threads, listen, that's where all my tea comes from. They can brew some tea on there, okay? Um, with a, a lot of sugar cubes. <laughs> so apparently City Owl Press doesn't, it's not just Carissa that they treat terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw where one author was literally trying to get everything settled with them before she had her baby. She was like begging them to go through the copy edits, do all this. She's I'm going to have a baby. My previous child that I had, I had complications and, you know, with especially like weeks leading up to giving birth. And I want to get this all basically tied up with the bow. Homies just couldn't bring themselves to do that for her. She was literally editing things while she was in the hospital. Oh my God. Um, there was one instance that I saw of an author that was trying to get physical arcs to send to people. And they told her that she wasn't big enough for physical arcs. So they weren't going to be printing them and giving them for her to distribute to people. Okay. So then whenever she got popular, had the next book in the series, went for them to do it. They said, oh, we'll think about it. And then they were also telling authors that they could start like promoting a month before they didn't need to start doing anything before that. And then taking money. So then uh, there's a lot of authors that ask for their rights back Mm -hmm. like this publisher. So there's one in particular and her name is Erin Fulmer and she has a whole blog on her website of her why and how I got my rights back. Wow. And it's a three-part blog post of her getting her rights back from Shitty Al Press. Al Shitty. Al Shitty. Al, Al Shitty. Oh, full circle, man. <laughs> Al, Al Shitty. What? And it, it's heartbreaking to me because, you know, you want to support 
these small publishers because they help get indie authors in a place where they need to be. Then again, there's some really sketchy, shitty ones. Um, one of them that I actually have been following for a while, kind of since I really started my bookstagram, I found an author and her name is Whitney Dean. And I won't like her story. She has, she has it cataloged on her IG. She was treated so terribly. They weren't even paying her out. So it wasn't city L press that did it. This was another one mm-hmm. that, she found out wasn't even a registered business in Texas. What the fuck? But calling themselves. I'm not going to put their name out there because they don't deserve. And literally they did something where they printed special editions, had pre-orders, had all of these things. And then like errors kept happening. And... Whitney never saw any royalties, never saw anything like poor Whitney. I, if you need to go and it's author Whitney Dean on Instagram, her story is a whole episode on its own. Hmm. I mean, I don't know how she even still has the hair on her head that it has not fallen out. This person that was running her like publisher literally tried to file a copyright to Not just, you know, where authors will, they give the rights. It's a contractional. No, this person tried to actually file for, like, she was the true owner of these books. Over the, like, with the state of Texas. And so, like, Whitney's lawyer, she's, like, lawyered up. But it was, like, heartbreaking. And the updates that she would do, I mean, it is, it is an insane ride. And then she has her like original covers that she's like, please do not buy these covers anymore. She had an artist come and redo the covers, have a whole other, because she was trying to disconnect herself from that. And they just kept popping up on Barnes and Noble, her old covers. So it's like this publisher was still trying to push them. And I, I, like I said, I want to be able to support these small indie Publishers, you know, especially for indie authors. I don't know. I look at us, us wanting to write and do stuff. And it's like, you, you think that this sounds like the best case scenario. And then it's just basically like crooks on the other end. It's not even someone who just like fucked up. It's you, you publicly denounce authors. You poor Whitney, I know was being sued by this other person, this publisher for defamation when Whitney was like, no, 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 everything that I, because she was talking about it on social media. She's like, no, no, no. Everything that I'm telling is from True. spreadsheets that you sent me from the fact that you try, you filed to try and copyright my book. And also you weren't even a registered LLC. The date was months after they were even like in business together. That's wild. It's, it's so wild. And I think the saddest part is, is that Whitney doesn't really come out and say it, but I'm pretty sure that these two were friends. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. It was, it was like putting your trust in someone you knew that was going to do good things for you. And then didn't going back to city Owl press, the, 
if you look up City Owl Press on threads, whoa. Bad. The amount of people that have basically been Regina Georged by City Owl Press is, it shouldn't be that many. And the stories of there's four or five authors that have luckily been able to get their rights back from this publisher. But it's just so sad that you're relying on this publisher to help you get out there, especially as an indie author. You're not even traditionally being published, which it doesn't really matter anymore. Clearly, traditional publishing can't even fully go through and edit, you know, a mega author's shit and give us... (laughs) Give us top tier stuff, but BB, BB, and honestly, the way that the book community is backing Carissa up is it is one of those deals that they're just airing their laundry. She's literally like, "Hey, I know I'm not going to make this deadline." You know, she is coming to terms with that. Like Raven Kennedy had a baby. And she had to push back gold by seven months. I mean, yeah, as a as a consumer, as a reader, I was like, oh, nuts. But I'm like, homegirl's making a life. We can wait a little longer. Yeah. It's a fucking book. Someone's health is way more fucking important than releasing. Yes, these are obviously very popular books. Special editions are being made and... You know, it's really getting some hype. But you know what? Somebody can wait six months to a year a little bit longer. Yeah. If it boils down to someone's mental health. And authors are people too. And they make mistakes. But this is a a health issue. And it doesn't, we don't, I don't need to know. But something's wrong. And you should not be, first off, if you're going to put something out there, don't be a puss. Tag me in it. <sighs> so, yeah. So, there's a lot on this. There's other authors. and But Carissa Weeks is in the limelight for it this week. Because she is a fast-growing indie author. It doesn't matter if you're an indie author or a traditional author. You're an author. I don't really know why we need to separate them. You're an author. If your book is out there to the world, however way it is, if you're just on KU, if you're physical, who cares? I mean, this has to be turning people away from even wanting to yeah, do anything that's not either a big, big publisher or by yourself. Well, and it's, you're, yeah, you're in the name of business. You're contractually doing business with somebody. It, it shouldn't be your responsibility to have to protect your rights whenever you look at it and you're like, there are so many other authors doing this. And it just sucks because it's like behind closed doors, they're literally being used and abused and not being paid their royalties on time. I mean, like I was back to Whitney Dean, some of the, her, <laughs> some of her spreadsheets that, she, and I mean, she shares everything. She puts everything out there of what was going on with her at, because she's like this way, this protects me and it shows facts because then it's not defamation. It's facts. But the Aaron Fulmer thing is very, very interesting on her getting her rights back. And it seems like a lot of authors have been pulling out and stepping back away from this publisher. Don't. You said pulling out. I said pulling out. <laughs> you... You child. Um, I, 
What a shocker that I said something with an innuendo. But yeah, you don't publicly shame. Not like that. That is so gross. And poor girl's over here just trying to do a giveaway with some of her author buddies. And then the next thing you know, she's being subjected to her health out in the world. When that is no one's business. But they basically just uh, shortened it down to that they've had to like indefinitely pause the sequels. That sucks. It's it's too late now. There's screenshots that are (laughs) throwing you guys under the bus. So that is one upsetting thing. You want to hear the other upsetting thing? God, there's more? Yeah, it's um, about audiobooks. Oh. Oh, is it the Spotify thing? Yeah. Man, fuck them. So, okay, let's just sidebar about Spotify for a second. I have, I literally, not that I'm going to now, but I literally cannot figure out how to listen to books on Spotify. Mine are just, Spotify, so. Mine are just, they always have little locks next to them. And I don't Do know. Do have Spotify premium? Yeah. Casey and I share, I don't, not share, but it's, I think there's like a a household version of premium or whatever. Cause I'm under his, but I have my own. We don't share a Spotify cause his algorithm would just be nothing but punk oh, rock. We definitely share an Amazon music account. Me and Jameson do. And Warren technically. Well, so it's like Jameson listens to like Veil of Maya. And then Warren is, is like Power Rangers theme song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mine's like Post Malone and Taylor Swift. Right, right. right. Soon to be together. There you go. There, to the Post Post Swift. Swift Malone. There you go. There we go. I was like, I'm going to get it. So Spotify's just not really holding up very well right now. Um, they also like kind of released a statement, though. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen. I don't really care what they have to say at this point. <laughs> Let me find it. One sec. Find, find their... Let me let me go through with this, and then we can end it on their statement. All right. Um, So I am going to play... There is a narrator that I follow on the gram. The Gramogram. Um, and it is Laura Horowitz. And I'm just going to let you hear what she has to say about it. Because as a narrator... This is, she gives us facts, and I think it's just better coming from her mouth. I did something extra shitty today. They updated their terms of service for their audiobook distribution platform called Findaway Voices. So, what do these new terms mean? It can't be that bad. You hereby grant Spotify a non-exclusive, transferable, sub-licensable, royalty-free, irrevocable worldwide license to reproduce, make available, perform, and display translate modify create derivative works from meaning you upload your audiobook they can take your book they can take your characters they can take the entire world you created and make derivative works of it they want to make sequels more power to them you use their distribution platform so therefore they get to own your intellectual property authors readers do not get your books from spotify until they take this contract and shred it do not distribute your books through Spotify. They will own your book. They will own your characters. They are saying that there's nothing you can do and they will not pay you a penny. Upload your book to Spotify. They own it and they take your money. It's so wild. Um, 
So, of course, I had to go over to Threads whenever <laughs> because I was like, okay, Threads is Instagram gives you the tip of the iceberg and Threads just takes you down a winding road. So author Miranda Lynn in other sketchy publishing news. So this is find away voices has just updated their terms of service to a despicable degree, giving Spotify irrevocable and royalty free rights to use our work for pretty much whatever they want forever to include distribution, translation, and even making new works based on our characters or settings. Thanks for giving me a solid reason to take my titles back to exclusively audible. Sorry, audiobooks readers. This is absolutely going to affect the titles available to you. And then our girl, Katie Robert, we're a Stan. So she replied to that and said, the terminology is wild in those terms of terms of service. I was prepared to give them a shot, but absolutely not. I sent the Spotify TOS to my agent to look over because I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> same girl, same. But if my audiobooks disappear from Spotify libraries, anywhere that isn't audible, please know that I am as unhappy with the decision as readers. Find a way put out those predatory terms of service and simultaneously took away our ability to delete our own books. Now authors are panicking and they created the equivalent of a run on a run on banks fools. She said, obviously the fools are find a way. Just want to make that clear. This was avoidable. And that's so gross because they're basically like, Oh, you want more accessibility for listeners and readers come to our platform. We want to support you, but we get to do whatever the fuck we want. And with AI, they can take those like narrators, recreate their voices. And so you would never know seamlessly if it was the authors putting that out. If that was a, the actual narrator speaking it, they, they literally are going to be able to own your your voice, your characters, your your whole library of works. And then I did get nervous at first until they were saying, oh yeah, I'm going to go exclusively to Audible. I was like, is Audible wrapped up into this too? Thank God they're not. So listen on Audible. But it sucks because like we use Libby and we use Hoopla. Like we use those for to be able to listen to audiobooks or even just honestly to be able to check books out of our library Though they may have to be taken away off of that because of how those terms of service don't just affect Spotify. They affect like basically half of the audiobooks that are out. And that just really, really sucks because now it's like you can't trust your platform that you're listening to anything on. Yeah. Well, okay. So find a way voices granted it's a blog post, but they posted a blog today and was like, we wanted to clarify some inquiries that we got and it's just basically like an FAQ and it's like, can you sell my audiobook without paying me royalties? No, you will always be paid according to our payment terms. We cannot change your audiobook or create a new product in any way that would bypass our payment obligations. Can you create an ebook transcript or a derivative work like a sequel or movie with my intellectual property and sell it? No. However, we can create materials like a share card that help promote and market your audiobook with the direct intent of influencing your audiobook's success. Is the license to distribute my audiobook irrevocable? No. Should you decide to cease using Find Away Voices by Spotify, we will take steps to stop distributing your audiobook. 
Can you create an AI voice with my audiobook? No, your audiobook may be used in ways that help us prevent fraud and abuse of the platform or help us promote and recommend your audiobook. We cannot use your audiobook to create a new machine generated voice without your permission. Why go to the trouble of updating your terms? We need some basic rights and permissions to help your audience discover and engage with your work or to make your promotional assets like share cards. Find a way voices by Spotify is deeply committed to your success as an author. We look forward to continuing to power the distribution and contributing to the success of your published works as we innovate on the needs and opportunities of the industry. So I don't know if you forgive them, but that's what they put out. <sighs> no, because I don't know. I just. I feel like that they're, you know, trying to like backtrack and make up for some of what what they put out there. But I also like they've done some Spotify specifically has made some really sketchy decisions. I don't know. Joe Rogan, like <laughs> they just re-upped all of that. And I'm like, homeboy just. We're not even going to go down that rabbit hole, but I'm like, some of their decisions have not been. It's not it, chief. It, yeah, it's not been good. So this is um, Story Fair audiobooks, and it, it is, again, like a blog post from them, but it Spotify modifies terms for audiobook rights holders. Changes may put authors in legal peril with narrators. So a recent significant change in Spotify's terms for audiobook publishers and rights holders allows Spotify to, quote, reproduce, make available, perform and display, translate, modify, and create derivative works from audiobooks. I don't know. That's literally what it says in their terms of conditions. But it then they try to, like, say no, no, no in their statement that they made. But that's not what you have sent to people. Mm-hmm. So... It's kind of like that rose colored glasses where they're like, no, 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 everything is fine. Drink the Kool-Aid. Everything (laughs) is fine. The full text of the modified section is as follows. You retain ownership of your user content when you post it to the service. However, in in order for us to provide the service to you, we do need a limited license from you to that user content. Accordingly, you hereby grant Spotify a non-exclusive, transferable, sub-licensable, royalty-free, fully paid, irrevocable, worldwide license to reproduce, make available, perform, and display, translate, modify, create derivative works from, such as transcripts of user content, distribute, and otherwise use any such user content through any medium, whether alone or in combination, Combination. Combination (laughs) with other content or materials in any manner and by any means, method or technology, whether now known or hereafter created in connection with the service, the promotion, advertising or marketing of the service and the operation of Spotify, Spotify's and its successors and affiliates business, including for systems and products, management, improvements and development, testing, training, modeling, implementation in connection with Spotify service where also I would just like to say that uh, all of what I just read is one motherfucking sentence. I was like, where is the period in this? Yeah. Uh, so then now sentence number two, uh, where applicable and to the extent permitted under applicable law, 
You also agree to waive and not to enforce any, quote, moral rights or equivalent rights, such as your right to object to derogatory treatment of such user content. Nothing in these terms prohibits any use of user content by Spotify that may be taken without a license. The new clause could create legal peril for authors and or publishers, as many author-publisher-narrator agreements prevent rights holders from making narrated audiobook content available for modification without the express consent of the narrator. The plain wording of the text create derivative works from such as transcripts of user content appears at a glance to have no limitation. While the text includes the example such as transcripts of users content, it does not seem to limit nor expressively prohibit any other type of derivative works. So it and then it, this goes on to talk about, like, in the age of AI, why narrators have a right to be wary. So it's like once you're cataloged in, who's to say that once they have a hold of all of this stuff that they don't change their terms of agreement again? And it, this is, like, making me think of the South Park episode where they all agree to the brand new Apple terms of agreement. Like they all, cause they just always talk about like, it just popped up, especially like your iTunes terms of agreement. You just click. Okay. Yes. I just want my mm-hmm. fucking music. Um, and then it's, um, <laughs> it basically all, it turns into like where you're signing over to become like a part of the human centipede thing. Yeah. So it's, it's a very fucked up episode or whatever, but yeah, it's just kind of like, Oh yep. Everybody's just agreeing to everything and you're handing over your rights for yourself. And, and I think that's just, what's really scary is that now that audiobooks are just becoming more and more popular. I was always one where I was like, no, I, I, I mean, I really, wasn't into podcasts at one point, you know, so, um, in my mind, I was like, well, I'm don't want to listen to a morning radio show like in my free time, you know, but now, I mean, I love podcasts, obviously huh. you have mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, but I enjoy audiobooks more and more and more and more. And obviously specific narrators are more popular, especially given like the book series that they read, but it is scary that, why put this out into the world and then have to come back with an FAQ that makes it sound a little less scary? Like, no, no, no. What we said in that is not what we're going to do. I don't know. That seems sketchy. It just seems too sketchy. It, you know, it was released too soon where they're like, oh, we're getting some, some backlash. And it's like Katie Robert literally handed this over to her lawyer where she was like, this doesn't sound great. Um, can you read through this? But just the fact that that one sentence <laughs> was how many lines long? <laughs> that yeah. was so, so many. Uh, and so it's, they want you to get lost. You know, it's like, oh, everything is fine. Don't worry about what we just said. It's very, it's very like that Wizard of Oz where don't, don't look at the man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, this one sentence, oh, here, hold on. This one sentence was 138 words. Wow. Um, I don't know. It's just scary. I mean, we've talked about like what's coming out of AI is scary. Yeah. And I've been kind of ignoring it until, did you see what I posted on Instagram today? No. Uh, so open AI just previewed their new, it's called Sora, S-O-R-A, their new text to video program yeah that's coming out it's not available to the public yet 
it's terrifying. If you compare what they released last year versus what they released this year, like you might watch it and be like, oh, I can tell it's AI. Yeah, but compare what they released last year and what they released this week. It's fucking leaps and bounds. So give them six more months. Yeah. We're not going to be able to tell any. Like, I'm legitimately afraid for, <laughs> afraid for, like, everything. Yeah. Like, if if you can take over Hollywood, like, we don't need actors anymore or producers or writers or books or published. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we won't need anything. Or, you know, fucking marketing. We can automate that shit. We don't need coding. We don't need website builders. We don't need, like, what do we need? Not much. Yeah. You know what's going to be? Everybody's going to have to go back and be trades and like learn how to work with your hands because literally everything else is going to be taken. Like, it's wild. And that's what is so scary to me. I had somebody the other day trying to be like, I don't know why you're so afraid of AI. Here's all the pluses of AI. And I'm like, okay, I'm hearing you and I understand. But then let me tell you about some of the shit that has absolutely fucking terrified me. And then I... Not even just that, though. Like, not even the thing about taking over jobs. No. Like, what I'm really afraid of is, like, the misinformation. Because yes. you can see how wild it goes already. These videos look so real. I'm like, you could put literally any president, any world yes. leader, any, anybody it's out ver- there and tell them to... You could... Trumpets. You could put him on yeah. there and like, being like... Go out and slaughter your neighbor. And yes. like, you know how many fucking people would do it? Yes. Like, it's terrifying. It's that deep fake shit that yeah. is just, it's so, it's so scary. There was art, quote unquote art. It was AI art, but I didn't know that it was AI art. It was a bust up of a person. And I was scrolling through my for you or whatever on Instagram. And I thought it was a photo of a real person who was like cosplaying a character. Well, that's what I watched a video on TikTok this week. And it was like, can you tell which of these are AI? And it was like 16 images. And she was like, half of them are humans. Half of them are. I legitimately could not tell what was what. Like I thought I knew. And then I'd see the next one. And I'm like, actually, I don't know. And that's why Sass and some of the cosplayers are all banding together. And they have their stance of cosplayers against AI because it's not only that it's also artists I mean I saw this thing the other day where a again on your for you where an artist was legitimately showing their art that a quote AI artist stole their art and then recreated it with AI and gave and tweaked it and just flat stole it. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff that it, even like big publishers have had to take down because they're like, we, it's been brought to our attention that some of these images are AI and we don't stand for that. It's like, they didn't even know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I look at like fairy loot. They had to take one of their things down because they were like, Oh, we didn't know that this was AI. I know that they're a small team and they're not, but just the fact that just looking at it, you can't tell. I just sent you a video on Google chat. Just watch it. Oh no, I'm scared. On the X. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are not real golden retrievers, no, are they? That's text to, that's the new program. You can't fucking tell. I know it is very scary. I watched one. I, I would actually love to find it. Cause it was kind of wild. Um, there's, like, it looks like a drone footage of the California gold rush. Uh, and obviously it's not real. Right. Here, I found it. Hang on. But people but it's like people would think it was real. Yeah. 
They've given it like an old film looking tint and everything. I mean, that's from a text to video prompt. This looks like an episode of Little House on the Prairie. You know what I mean? That was filmed. Oh, my God. It's scary. It's so that's terrifying. We got to shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) Here's one of like people. Oh, God. And see, that's the thing about AI. You're supposed to be able to tell. You know what I mean? Like, usually the eyes are wrong or the hands are wrong. Oh, no. Like, clearly this is fucked up because the chairs are being weird, but the people look real. Oh, yeah. The chairs are being weird, but the people look real. Give it a year. Yeah, the people really did look real. Look at the dogs. I hate the dogs. Nope. I just sent you a new one. You sent me another one? Let me take that back. I don't hate dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I have three of my own. Those are AI dogs? Those are AI dogs. From a very simple prompt. It's scary. There are movies about this. Yeah. And everyone dies. Yeah. Like. Look at this woman. Last one. And then I'll leave you alone. No. What? So I can have nightmares about. Oh. She's not real? No. If you watch her feet, it's going to zoom in on her face, though, and you fucking can't tell. Oh, yeah. I mean, in a year, this will clean up to where there's small, cute. Oh. I mean, you won't need actors anymore. You won't need anything. Yeah. I mean, because you think about CGI is expensive in movies and stuff. I mean, there's even reflections in her sunglasses. I know. Can't stand it. Am I AI? Maybe. Uh, I don't know anything anymore. Artificial unintelligent. That's. (laughs) (laughs) That's. I. Good thing you have a garden. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm already homesteading. We have pigeons. (laughs) We're in front of an Angus beef farm. And you're comfortable eating hunted food. So. Yep. You know what? I'll die so fast. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) I'll starve to death. I'm literally like, Casey, supply for our family. Will you? I need me a good deer steak. Okay. Yeah. I have no problems with any of that. Mm. Let me get carrots from the dirt. No, thanks. I listen. Casey's already mapping out our garden for. Because I was like, buddy, you got to get the seeds, bruh. We got to get those before March. We might even. Then it snows. (laughs) Then it fucking snows. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Then I end up in a ditch. So, yeah. So that's my. My scary stuff and then your scary stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I will uh, link all those scary uh, AI videos that you sent me into the show notes. So you guys can just see how terrifying our world's going to be. Fun stuff. I hate it. Um, so from, you want to go from a scary stuff to like a fun little theory that I just, yeah, came across the other day. Um, because we're all just in a depressive state from HOFAS mm-hmm. and not because it's over, but because it was <laughs> just <laughs> existed. Um, so obviously we're okay. Clearly we're spoilers. Obviously, the eight-pointed star is a big point of contention across CC. And then we see in the crossover, Nesta talking about, well, my tattoo, my bargain tattoo is an eight-pointed star, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Her and Cassian's. So, I was just casually scrolling 
Okay. And Lorita.reads on IG has this really fun theory that I enjoyed. So Bryce gives Nesta the star sword at the end of CC3. Okay. Spoiler. At the end of the book, Bryce returns the mask to Nesta and also gifts her the star sword with these words. I think that eight pointed star was tattooed on you for a reason. Take that sword and go figure out why Mm -hmm. Bryce is like, it's your problem now. Like she did with everything else through the whole fucking book. I think this is foreshadowing for the next Akatara book and means that Nesta will become the high lady of the dust court or high queen. I knew you'd like that. I see your face light up over there. Nesta's your girl. I can't see her wanting that. No, but the eight pointed star is a, is Thea's symbol of power. Mm -hmm. Okay. We know that as a starborn descendant, Bryce has a glowing eight pointed star on her chest. I still think that they could be, the Archons could be the human line. Yep. So. Truly. Moreover, she is led to the star engraved on the floor of the prison. This is where she is able to access Selene's portion of the starborn power. Another eight-pointed star, the harp sat atop that star. Okay? Hence, the eight-pointed star is intricately connected with Thea's starborn bloodline. So what does it mean that Nesta has the symbol of Thea's power tattooed on her back? Mm-hmm. Thea was the ruler of the Dusk Court and High Queen of Prithian. Okay. This is how Selene describes the prison island when Thea ruled it, a land of dusk, equals the Dusk Court. Thus the land's power became my mother's. Dusk, twilight. That's what the island was in its that's what the island was in its long buried heart. What her power bloomed into, the land's rising with it. It was, as she said, as if the island had a soul that now blossomed under her care, nurtured by the court she built here. However, Thea later became High Queen of Prithian after murdering her husband, Kind Fion. It's supposed to say king, but <laughs> what was it? Uh, what? What was it that Emily that I just something something born instead of bone, aged worn born yeah <laughs> aged worn born. Um, You're like that's what it says. I'm like I'm just repeating <laughs> what our what the Queen of Theories has been telling me. Notably, she wielded the dread trove to ensure her power. Thea sat enthroned, the harp and the horn beside her, the mask in her lap, and the crown atop her head. So then, will Nesta be the next High Queen? There is plenty of foreshadowing about Nesta becoming a queen. It's what her mother raised her to be. Mm-hmm. Nesta will marry for conquest, she says. Mm-hmm. My Nesta, her mother had always called her, even on her deathbed, so wasted and pale from typhus. My little queen. Moreover, Lanthus bestowed the title Queen of Queens upon her when they fight. Come with me, Queen of Queens, and we shall return what was once lost. Given that Nesta now wields the Dread Trove, she could use these items to rule over Prithian like Thea, or use the magical blades she made like Amran suggested Rhysand should do. With these three blades, you could make yourself High King. But why should Rhysand claim the throne with weapons Nesta made? What if she uses them herself? Or will she become the High Lady of the Dust Court? 
it is made very clear that only Thea's heir can revive the prison island to its former glory. But more than that, she told me many times that she and her heirs were the only ones worthy of tending this island. Although Nesta is not descended from Starborn Fae, I still think the tattoo on her back means that she is destined to rule the Dust Court. And the magic, the power of the bargain that caused the tattoo to appear, it chose the design. The star meant nothing on me. I thought maybe it was related to my training, but its shape was identical to the star... to the scar on your chest. After all, the cauldron, the weaver of fate, chose the design of her tattoo. So while I don't think Nesta will be able to revive the prison island like Bryce did in Avalon, I don't think she needs to because the islands are connected. I think it's what the prison, the island in the Fae's homeworld, once was. When Thea ruled it, I mean. Before Celine fucked it all up. Maybe they're linked in some way through being thin places and spilled over to each other a bit. Maybe back in that other world, maybe I woke up the land around the prison too. So obviously that was Bryce. The dust court will become a haven for the Valkyries and their Pegasi. She wrote Pegasi. So we were right. Yeah. In Akasif, we learn that the Valkyries lost their territory. Their territory is gone now, subsumed into others. However, in CC3, it is revealed that the dust court was the homeland of the Pegasi and that Thea rode them into battle. Behind her, a great mountaintop palace rose toward the sky, winged horses soaring among the clouds. A lush archipelago spread into the distance, rendered with remarkable detail and skill. In Norse mythology, Valkyrie are often portrayed as riding winged horses into battle. So when the Pegasi return to Avalon in CC3, will they do, will they do the same in the Dust Court? And will the Valkyries make Jelly Jubilee and Co. their new best friends? And then um, Miss, Mrs. Florentine commented and said, this would also make sense why Nesta says to Reese, I am not one of your subjects. She doesn't consider herself a night court citizen. I think this was in the bonus chapter. She says, she tells him all the time, you're not my high king. You're yeah. You're not my king. You're not my high lord or whatever. Yeah. And, and we started out for it to think that it was because... You know, her being human, where she's like, but maybe that is some huge foreshadowing of what Nesta is to become. That this whole time, the red herring was that Bryce was going to be queen of the Dust Court when maybe it's Nesta. I loved that. Um, yeah, maybe. To be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even think or talk about it because I'm like, we came up with all this really great shit for CC3 and like, she literally did fucking nothing with anything. And I'm just like, yeah, it could be. Or these Easter eggs could be absolutely nothing. Right. So um, we worked so hard. We worked so hard. So many of us worked so hard. Right. Oh, um, we, we as a whole, not just yeah. me and you. No, no, no. We as a so, fandom. Like, do I like that? I love it. Like, I'm all for it. But I know. Do I have confidence that any no. of it will be like any? I don't have confidence that anything will be done with anything, to be honest, from now on. I don't have and confidence I just feel in like, a lot of things, including myself. I just feel like. We have defended her so much. Everything she writes is for a reason. Like everything comes back around, blah, 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 blah. And she absolutely shit the bed with this book. And I just can't (laughs) take it. God, she proved us so wrong. So wrong. And I'm offended. I feel brokenhearted about it. I'm offended. I'm really upset about it. Anyways, here's another post in the Crescent City SJM Reddit thread. The supposed Easter eggs that ended up not being anything at all are what really hurt. Let's just segue right in. 
Uh, yes, we're all complaining on this sub, and at this point, but in all honesty, rightly so. Oh, this is um, multiverse member. That's the username. The argument that CC4 will tie everything up, the main plot point was just resolved at the end of HOFAS. How are we guaranteed to have suspicions, suggestions, and Easter eggs properly wrapped up in a following book when we apparently are done with Hunt and Bryce's story? The main plot point completed, etc. The main things I was so curious about and had read so many theories on that were kept left up to the imagination. Number one. Why exactly Rune and Reese look nearly identical? Just because the Starborn line somewhat originated from Prithian at a connection to that area and court? No idea. Two, Hunt being mentioned several times as Thur's doppelganger. Mm -hmm. Three, who and what exactly Fury Axtar is and if she's connected to Amran in any way. Four, a clearer understanding of why the Oracle warned Hunt away from Bryce. Was she salty because of... of being blinded by her? Was she predicting the second round of the Asteri dungeon situation? Who knows? Please correct me if any of these loose ends actually did get tied up and I somehow missed them. And then she says, edit. A few of you have stated that my question of point one concerning Reese and rune was clarified during the time in the caves where Celine's hologram retold their history. <laughs> so fucking cheesy. I hate it, which is something I must have missed or misinterpreted during that huge scene. Thanks. I didn't get clarity that. I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't reread any of this because I can't right now. No, I can't either. But I didn't I, get clarity on that. I don't feel, I mean, nothing definitive But the, for I, me. I, let me read how many note cards. One. And honestly, if there is definitive proof that was said, let us know. Kindly. Okay. <laughs> so um, I jokingly said that I was going to write a fan fiction in an SJM group this week and people were like to replace CC three in my head and in my heart. And a lot of people were like, uh, yeah, do it. So I started outlining it. I have 23 note cards here with notes of things that were not wrapped up or plot points that were seemingly made and foreshadowed that nothing happened with. I have 23 note cards that we did. Some of them are front and back. Not all of them, but some of them are front and back. And I mean, think about it. We have done... How many episodes deep are we? I don't know. We have done diligent mythology. But here's why I just ran over there and grabbed my note cards, because this is one that I did not write down. Um, Can you not, K-N-O-T-T, says... um, The username is can you not. I'm here for it. (laughs) And what about the thing that Rune slips into Bryce's pocket at the end of Hosab, which I assumed was the calm crystal never brought up again. I definitely thought that was going to play some kind of important role. And now I'm like, Oh, got to write it down. Well, it will. (laughs) I'm so serious about doing this. I know me too. My busiest season ends tomorrow. And then that's what we're focusing on. We're going to give the people what they want. Juniper has got to go. I just read the card. Juniper dies. <laughs> you like how that was like in this sea of all the other things we were talking about the other day that I literally just said, Juniper has got to die. This card is titled Bryce and Prithian. No magic language beans underlined. <laughs> hokey beans. No hokey beans. Uh, I'm not going to share all of our ideas that we haven't, that aren't in the books yet, but. Well, that one's. Front and center. <laughs> yeah. Also, the the Jessica and Ada's conversation, she knew the male best of Hunt's father. No, right. she fucked who? Apollyon? 
No, that's not explained at all, except that they've had a feud for a few thousand years. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Can't be me. So mad. I know. <sighs> and I just hate that it was just also like... Also, the, the murder twins, Derek's name being changed to Duncan. Yeah. Come on. Get it together. Right. <sighs> Rookie mistake. Why did, her, why did her editor let her do that? I'm telling you, it's an assistant to the villain situation all over again. When halfway... Also, okay, so I was asking Jameson. Of course, he's never read this. He has no idea. Right. But I was like, I need alternate ways that the Asteri can be defeated because right now she just like, ripped black holes and shoved them through and it was very unsatisfying. Right. So Warren says, my six-year-old says, when you see them, stop time and punch them through a portal. Great idea, Warren. I love it. Love it, Warren. <laughs> he said, what about they turn invisible, grab the king, then they get a wood cross and nail him to it. <laughs> I mean. Can you tell he has Catholic school trauma? Yes. yes. <laughs> you know what? Um, we're in Lint, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. Jameson, Jameson told you that, didn't he? Last week on the phone call. Oh. He asked him when he was going to give up for Lent. Yeah. And Jameson's like, I don't know. And Warren's like, well, you need to suffer like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Why did... You know what? Instead of... the So his teacher... He's in kindergarten. His teacher said they don't ask children to give up something. Like young children. And so instead he has given us like a worksheet kind of thing. Yeah. And he's asking them to read for 10 minutes each night. And like each night that they do it, they get a pom-pom. And at school, whenever they like fill up their cup with pom-poms. They get to trade him in for a prize. So each night he's going to get a pom-pom that he reads for 10 minutes. So we're doing that instead. Oh. Through Lent. So you guys sit down and you have 10 minutes of quiet reading time. Mm-hmm. Is it weird that I also have trauma about quiet reading time? Because that was literally what we were doing whenever the 9-11 attacks happened in fourth grade. Oh, really? Oh, you were, oh, you were in Mr. Hurt's class. You were in yeah. Ms. Bur- yeah, Ms. Burke's class. We were literally having in the middle of silent reading time. Mm. I have no idea what we were doing, but he was like, we're going to watch this the rest of the day. Yeah. Oh, well, Nolan was the one that came back and told us, he said, Hey, we were, um, Mrs. Berger. Cause you know, I had to go take his insulin and stuff. He's like, um, some of the secretaries are crying and they're watching like this movie about planes hitting a building in the office. Is that, are we going to watch that later? Is that, is that a movie? And I'll be about that time. I remember the phone ringing. And then the next thing I know, Jan's got the, <laughs> got the TV on. That's what were they called? Like Dynacoms, I think is what they called I don't them. Know, but how old are you in fourth grade? Like nine? Eight? Yeah. Eight to nine years how old. old are, yeah. And so we just watched that all day. What the fuck? Yeah. I know. And so yeah, Warren has his Catholic school trauma yeah, and, and so- I have that trauma. I actually wrote those ideas down, but he wanted to write this one down. So I, I helped him spell Bryson Hunt and Ocean and Queen, but he did most of the rest. And he says Bryson Hunt can get the Ocean Queen and she could use a staff to zap the Asteri. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. It's staying in the, uh, staying in the files. It needs to because, I mean, the Ocean Queen was just being a moody bitch. If she's so fucking powerful. He asked me if there was an Ocean King with a trident thing. Oh. And I said, well, no, but there's an ocean queen. And he was like, does she have a staff? And I said, I don't know, but we, she could if you wanted her to. Yeah, I bet, so, I bet it's in her bedchambers. That's what he came up with. So now I have to write down calm crystal. What the fuck? Yeah. No one used, after 
We stopped using those. Why did he give it to her? Why did Sarah even tell us that it was in her pocket? Yeah, because it's even if he was just trying to protect Lydia, even then, she still should have been able to do something with it. Bryce should have been able to communicate with Lydia with it. Yeah. I I mean, she went to sleep in the cave how many times? You know? Also, she's going to fucking get out of the cave. Right? She needs to at least a glimpse of Prithian. And interact with the inner circle. Also, did we say... Did we name the interview where Sarah gave told us all the information that was going to be in this? If not, we should link that up because we're not like pulling this shit out of our asses. Sarah gave an interview. Oh, yeah, no, she did. Where she said all of these things that were going to be talked about and written in CC3 and then like, fucking none of it was in there. And so it's so we're like, were some of these theories unhinged? Absolutely. Were we bamboozled? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We were bamboozled. I'm like, did you just not? Here's what I think. I'm going to be like petty girl about it. A little bit of Lexus, if you will. (laughs) Um, Was she just mad that we figured it out, brah? Was she mad that there was so many strong theories that she's like, they figured it out. You, David. I don't know. I'm going to scrap the thousand pages that I wrote in five weeks and do it again. Because I'm mad. Talk about a vapid. Like, I'm like, and then just to make Bryce such a bitch. Not even a fun one. There's different bitches and she was not a good one. God, Isaiah has to die. At least something has to happen to him. Nothing happened to him. He disappeared. That is the, that was Hunt's other outside of Bryce. That was Hunt's person. I really truly believed that like Isaiah was going to be like threatened in some way. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. I'm not sure. Also. Okay. Yeah. Tristan and. Declan, what, were held behind some flames with the murder twins or whatever for like a minute and that was it? I didn't even sweat through it. It was like we were so focused on all of the gory, gross aspects of being in the dungeon that we were just like, fuck it. (laughs) Whatever. I didn't really feel like anything reading this book. Well, I told you I was just very grossed out by the dungeon stuff. Just because I was like, that is not like this genre. That's, you know, like horror. Like I said, misery. Stephen King's misery. That's what that was. But outside of that, yeah. I Now, I will say I did have feels about anything with Lydia. Yeah. That's about it. Nothing with Ethan. Also, Sigrid, she gone. Make sure she gone in your note cards. Yeah, I don't give a flying yeah, fuck about I her. Yeah, I don't want her in there. Get her out of there. I'm not, We ain't writing shit about her. Also, I feel like that the Prime deserved a much more valiant death than having his soul sucked out of his body. <laughs> it's, it's all so fucking unbelievable that it's just comical. Uh, what happened? I mean, was she a Dementor? Is that... It's who, Sarah? No, Sigrid. <laughs> She's 
Sarah sucked our souls. <laughs> Sarah said, I see your souls. Fuck them. Well, we're going to we're going to give the people exactly what they want. Aren't we? Are you terrified now that I admitted that on the podcast? I guess you could cut it if you are. No. It's going to make sure that we do it. <laughs> we Sometimes need- I need the fear to, you know, yeah. fuel me to get something done. Well, because I don't think that what we're going to put out there is going to disappoint anybody <laughs> any more than what's already than been <laughs> Then what has actually been published into a format that I own multiple copies of. I'm so pissed off that I own multiple copies. Me of too. No wonder I can't sell the one on Mercari. <laughs> Everybody's like, it's behind that. It's over there. It's a digitally signed and nobody wants it. Yeah. Barnes and Noble probably doesn't even want it back. <laughs> They're like, no, that's okay. Oh. Actually, these are already on clearance. So you know what? <laughs> we'll pay you to keep it. Right? Just, just keep that for yourself. I mean... I remember I was so upset because Barnes canceled my digitally signed one. And I was, remember I was, whenever they went through their purging of their, just like, just kidding. We're going to cancel your shit like in November. And I was so upset. And now I'm like upset that I own it. (laughs) I have been promoting this bitch on Mercari just to get it off my hands. At this point, I promised the people last week that I would be in a much better mood and we were not going to complain the whole time. Um, okay. Well, first off, we're in a much better mood. Yeah. Second off, we're not just complaining about this. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, this says that they took everything from Bryce when she got to Prithian. So maybe they took the calm crystal too. Yeah, but then we never heard anything about it again. And she wasn't worried about it. She wasn't like, oh no, I can't contact... Mm-hmm. My brother. I wonder if she, did she even know what that was? Either way, she didn't question it. She wasn't like, hey, can you tell me about this crystal, please? Earrings. In mythology, a chimera is always female, and in CC1, Hunt wakes up and is on alert due to a male presence in Bryce's apartment, which turns out to be Syrinx. This seems like such a sus thing to point out that didn't lead anywhere. Plus the f- fact that Syrinx can seemingly teleport. And then Boba Boy 1218 says, this might be petty, but on my reread of the first book, I kept thinking, why doesn't he just simply teleport away from Micah? He actually only ever teleports the one time to hunt, and then he acts like the fattest cat, my fattest cat, the rest of the series. My fattest cat. Well, and it's, he didn't do anything else. I felt like that there was something that we were supposed to like be revealed about him. And we got nothing was so upsetting there's just so many things that were just so upsetting why the statues of luna on the viper queen and jessica's desks doesn't this viper queen turn the statue toward therian at some point yes she did yeah she did and then nothing i hate it all the character development for the Autumn King feels like it was thrown out in favor of him being a mustache twirling villain. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce's character took a nosedive into seeming more like a caricature of where she started in book one. Well, I thought I was giving you something fun with my Nesta theory, because I know you love your Nesta. Yeah. I was giving you some book tea, serving you some tea on a platter. Just trying to give you something. But no. You just don't even love me no more. This isn't about you. It's about 
Sarah doing us dirty. Why don't, why don't you love me? I'm depressed. Oh. What was the point of Ariadne and Sigrid? Their plot lines were built up so much and they never went anywhere. It was mentioned that dragons could kill the Asteri, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, dragon fire. That was princes of hell were afraid of the dragon Oh, fire. that's what it was. So then, yeah, she didn't even, wasn't even a threat. I'm so mad. A good editor would have read this thing and sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, facts. Uh, why? Should have been like, dig the other one out of the trash. We need. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Re, why Reese and Rune look identical? I really thought Rune's maternal lineage might have been a part of this story. Instead, they ended up sleeping in a barn in a valley because there was no one to take them in. <laughs> Another Jesus thing for Hunt. Like his mom, yeah. who he seemed to be on good terms with in the other books, wouldn't give him and his floors a friend. A, wouldn't give him and his friends a floor to sleep on. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. She says, "I wonder if SJM forgot about Rune's mom because Rune wasn't even concerned about her when everyone was worried about their families. The only time she's mentioned was when Rune thinks she'll be the only person to be sad about the Autumn King." And I don't think she was. I just don't think she was. This is her family left a Valon a ways back and she lives in Fyro. I thought she lived in a Valon. There's no way she lives in Fyro and Rune never sees her. Yeah, because... That's fucking weird. He rarely goes. Yeah, now I'm confused. Fix it. Let's fix it. Write down... What's her name? I don't know. Write down Isn't Rune's Lauren mom. Donald? Did you just say Laura Donna? Lauren Donnell? Oh, yes. It is Lauren. I was like, no, Liv, that is not her name. What? Why'd you look over here like that? Crescent City Wiki says she lives in the Autumn King's Villa. No, she mm -hmm. fucking doesn't. No, she doesn't. We know this, that she does not. Einar Dannon kept her in a villa where she has been living ever since. What? Her son visits her once a week to check on her and the house. No. No. I'm mad. This is Rune Bonus, Rune's bonus chapter in House of Sky and Breath. Haven't read the bonus chapters for that. Um, is that not whenever he goes and see? Is that specifically where he goes and sees I her? Yes. It's been so long since I've read that one. I'm trying to find any hint of fucking context. Yeah, she. This bonus chapter makes it sound like she lives in a villa in a in a Lunathian. What the fuck? He still wasn't worried about her at all. Ever. So stupid. Now I'm just mad about it. Yeah. This definitely says she lives in Pyro. Nope. I don't believe it. <laughs> I hate everything. I'm just mad. Just let me be mad about it. Let us write this fanfic. So, so who is on the front? Is that supposed to be Lydia with all the flames? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We don't even care. Whatever. And like, that's the Midgard snake. Like, this breaks my fucking heart. Worm. Like, I, I, I if know. The if the next Akatar book is this fucking bad, I will be done with her, and that kills me. Yeah. If the next Akatar, I, no. No. I refuse for the next Akatar book to be bad. I will, I'll just do you be think done, she's just, and I will be fucking heartbroken. Do you think she's just that focused on... The next Akatar book. I keep seeing people being like, "This is a ghostwriter." Are there not better ghostwriters out there? Right. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Just because it's like, a ghostwriter doesn't mean uh, that it was bad. There's great ghostwriters. 
I just can't deal. I reading this book was my ordeal. Uh, reading this, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I just, I am. I'm. I'm mad. I'm just mad. Yeah, I'm like heartbroken about it. It's been weeks, and I'm still like I just feel like the letdown and the disappointment has been so bad. I was fine with whatever was going to happen in the book. I was totally fine to go into it and be right. completely wrong. Right. This was like a. This yeah. was a cheap fan fiction written by a teenager and slapped up on what? Yeah. It, it, what the actual fuck? It was somebody's first log into Wattpad. I just can't with it. And they're just everywhere in this room. I mean, I will have to get the paperback version to complete my set, but only be- for the aesthetic, not for the content. Do it for the Vine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Vine so much. Uh, Look at all these chickens. <laughs> Did you see my story? <laughs> God, it just makes me think back to our episode about the werewolf and the vine energy and <laughs> one of my favorite cold opens. <laughs> well, guys, this has been great. <laughs> well, and you know, maybe now's the time to uh, talk about our transitional period of, I mean, clearly the last couple episodes have not been about theories and yeah. um, Liv and I, we have had some discussions and the show is not ending, but we are keeping a court of theories as the name of the pod because we may very well revert back and have episodes that are theory based. Oh, and- we are keeping it. <laughs> yes. Oh, are you sure? Why wouldn't we? I don't know. We might have to evolve. We can still be a court of theories and just evolve. We'll see. We can't change the name. Why not? Because we've been that for over 30 episodes. So? P. Diddy has gone through like 10 different names and everyone still knows exactly who he is. The artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> we could be the podcast formerly known as the Court of Theories. Anyways. Anyways, we're not going away. However, we are evolving with the times and the mm-hmm. disappointment. We are taking our disappointment and we are morphing it. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Warren would love that because there are so many amazing things in the book community and the support you guys have given us. Mm -hmm. And we want to still be able to give you quality content and us not bitch about. Yeah. I'm really tired of complaining about it. Um, We're going to do something about that. I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about something fun. I want to keep going and we still read a lot. Yep. So we the, yeah, literally finished two books this week. Yeah. So this is still going to be fantasy based, mm-hmm. fantasy romance based, romanticy, whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to call it. That's Fiction. what it's been. Yeah. <laughs> Dep- we're not, it's not going to become like a rom-com thing. No, or, no, no. no. I, I don't even like thrillers. I know you like, thr- no, it's still going to be a fantasy yep. romance. Absolutely. Fantasy, but podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a new thing. We're gonna be on video, and it's All kind of bods. like strip poker. But oh. every time one of us <laughs> mispronounces a word, or I'm gonna be naked in the first <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> We're gonna be taken off of Twitter, and I mean, uh, what's it called? TikTok live so fast, so fast. You know what? That's the goal. How fast <laughs> can we be shut down by TikTok? I mean. 
for me, just with the slip of tongue I that I say, have. Yeah, I couldn't even think of a word. Like, what's it called? Like, I don't know. Just when I time, fuck up yeah. every time. <laughs> every time one of us stutters. Yeah. Or like oh, whatever. my God. First five minutes yeah. of the show. Be like, sorry, guys. I'll be like, cut, 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 quit looking. That's the podcast. <laughs> but for the podcast, we're planning on still <laughs> releasing <laughs> weekly episodes. We want to give you, you know, we want to keep you in the loop of like of stuff going on in the book community. You know, there's a lot, a lot of tea. I want to serve some tea. You know, I want us to talk about new releases. I want us to be hyped up about other authors, other books, new series, stuff going on. I mean, there's a ton of new releases that are happening this year that I'm very, very excited about. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be fun to be, you know, talking about those, having more guests on, talking about the things that other people in the book community are doing, what, you know, how they're using their platform. Like, I would love to be able to interview authors. Yes. We, so, you know, a lot of cool stuff we have planned. So, hey, if you're about. an author. Yeah. <laughs> If you're an author named Arthur, what? I don't know. Any authors? <clears throat> Any authors or Arthurs? Um, <laughs> uh, slide nerd. Nar- no. <laughs> well, there goes my shirt. <laughs> Pants off next. <laughs> Get ready. I'm over here in my grandma like Afghan situation. <laughs> Does that mean that has to come off too? Because then I'll be cold. <laughs> I already sat in a cold ditch in the snow today. (laughs) But we do still, we don't want you guys to think that we're just like slowly declining to the death of the body. Our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, it's all slowly declining. But we still plan on recording it every week (laughs) and sharing it with you. (laughs) We want you guys to be like, oh, and then this was the episode they died. Yeah, oh, Olivia finally offed Kelly. We're still going to have weekly episodes. You're still going to get something new every Thursday. Mm-hmm. The The content's just going to evolve a little bit um, because Sarah drove this train right off the edge of a bridge. Because so. she she did a little bit more than evolve in this um, book. Like, she, yeah. She wrecked us. She ruined us. <laughs> but there's... Again, still so much going on in the book world. There's still amazing releases. And apparently we're writing a fan fiction, so we'll definitely tell you what's going on with that. Yeah, we will keep you in the loop for that. And we we just appreciate you guys supporting us on this ride, and we hope you stay on this crazy train and want to keep listening to us stutter and mm-hmm. mispronounce things and banter. The banter's even better. We'll see. We had a family dinner tonight that I found out that you ate before the family dinner. Listen, I was ready to eat two hours before you said you were home. So. I was in a ditch I know for an hour. That doesn't change how hungry I was. Well, I wasn't dead. You could have went to carriage and got the food. I thought about it, to be honest. I almost suggested it. <laughs> But I was a little preoccupied. Yeah, I could see that. Trying to climb sideways out of my car like I was in the Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> God. But anyways. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. And don't worry. We'll be back next week. See you next week. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.